0: You are listening to (laughs) Master's (laughs) Cast.
1: This is Master's Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 50 for Sunday, November 11th, 2012. Hey, everyone. Thanks for downloading. It's actually been seven years of Master's Cast. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow.
2: I'm Katie Carty-Hiley, also known as Rainbow Bright.
3: I am Um, Martin Penny. Oh, sorry. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) I can't can't remember the order. (laughs) (laughs) It changes every time. It's all good. (laughs) Go ahead, Martin.
3: I am... who am I?
4: I am Martin Penny, known as Wacky Martin. <laughs> I am Leanne Hanna, Hannah, also known as Stratos Mecca.
0: And I'm Josh the Lion also known as Lion who's got it easier than anybody because he just waits until everyone else is done to say his <laughs> name. I just blame blame it on all the champagne we've
1: been drinking because it's our seven-year anniversary.
2: <laughs>
0: been doing this for a long time.
2: I feel super old right
0: now. I was in my twenties when we were started this. Oh,
2: we were just babes. And Justin. Shadow
0: still is in his twenties. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Martin frank. and I are the youngins. We're still in our twenties. But well, I'm. Yeah. I'm. For now, I was. Yeah. I'm. I'm only a smidgen away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't have long. I don't have long now.
1: Um. So, if anyone would like to get us a gift. The seventh anniversary uh, traditional materials are copper and wool, and the <laughs> modern materials are brass and desk sets. I could use a new computer desk.
0: I could too, actually.
1: I could do with a new chair.
0: Oh, well, they could get. I well, could, it does say desk the- set. I would say a chair would come with that. Ah, but I don't need the desk. Well, you give me the desk, and I'll, and, and you can <laughs> keep the chair because I don't need the chair, and uh, we can, you know, save our listeners some money.
3: That sounds very
0: reasonable. <laughs> Except that they have to ship the chair to the UK, which might be more expensive depending on where they are located. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have cooler chairs in the UK,
1: so I feel that All they right, would so be more advanced. Don't to
0: ship a desk over here. <laughs>
1: No, I'm saying they could buy it maybe separately. Oh, there you, you, go. Know. There you go. I'm just, well, uh, just, just a theory. on a giant throne, so... <laughs> that could be taken so many wrong ways. <laughs> 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 well, I guess we should get on topic. This is a He-Man and She-Ra podcast. After all.
0: Yeah. No. <laughs> To, to celebrate with the champagne, we are having Chef Boyardee ravioli.
1: <laughs> oh no, we're going to get yelled at. So guess what? Uh, did you all pre-order Castle Grayskull? Because Castle Grayskull has to be pre-ordered um, by what? Close of business on Monday,
0: November 12th? Yeah, I believe it's midnight Pacific time, I believe. But well, that's way, confusing if, I... if
1: it's midnight because people get very
0: confused on yes midnight versus 12.01 a.m.? So, as soon as you wake up on the morning of the 12th, if you haven't ordered it, just do it right then. Don't wait till the last second.
2: Yeah, I think, like, I've been putting it off, honestly, because I wasn't sure. But, the fact that we're this close to meeting the goal, and if we don't meet the goal, they're not going to make it at all. I'm going to go ahead and pre-order one. Because Barbie's am yeah. to deprive all of my friends from having Castle Grey Skull. I don't know where the heck I'm going to put that huge thing. But I will find a
1: place. You just got a new house. You can find a place to display it.
0: <laughs> like in your front window. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it does. Yeah. It ends November 12th at 11 59 PM Pacific time. So very good at the wording there. If they meet the minimum production goal on that date and production moves forward, every pre-order placed between October sixteenth and January third, two thousand thirteen, will include a first ever exclusive Masters of the Universe Classics cross cell poster. So, bonus poster.
0: Very nice. Uh, really I hope we make this. The last I heard, I can't see the meter thermometer thing that they've got going there. The it's last very close. We were about seventy-five percent. Is that are we closer now than? than I now? I would say we're closer. Yeah.
2: I think the last I heard was 18% left.
1: It's very close. Yeah, it's very close to the goal. Get it done, people. Get it done. Silence speaks a thousand words. Are there any news you want to add, Josh, before we delve into the world of comic books?
0: Yes, there is a few news items that we'll just toss out there. You've already covered Castle Grayskull. That's great. Uh, The toy is coming up uh, in the next couple of months. On November 15th, uh, Decker and King Randor will be available, and they are part of Club Eternia. Randor is our... Quarterly variant done in filmation style. They're calling him Eternus Palace Randor. Uh, that uh, is on the fifteenth. Also on the fifteenth, as part of the thirtieth anniversary line, is Castle Grayskull Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> the fan winning
1: uh, figure that I, uh, I already <laughs> got, and I already got my Castle Grayskull Man from. Me too. And uh, did you get one off of Dan?
2: you did. I haven't opened it yet though. Well,
1: I didn't open mine either. Cause I had him sign mine. Um, well, I mean, so I
2: haven't even opened the box that came in. Oh,
1: uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to buy another one to open.
2: Cool.
1: Um, but just from looking at the figure, you know, in the packaging, uh, it does look really, really cool. So it's definitely one to get, but wait till I order mine. So I get mine and then everyone else can order
0: theirs. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, uh, that's for November in, uh, December, uh, the Maddie sale date should be December 17th, we believe, and uh, on that day, uh, there will be uh, Mosquito will be released, and uh, of course, the the uh, Procrustus Giant will be released, but the big deal... Uh, November December, 15th, sir, not November 17th. This is December 17th now. I'm oh. talking. I, well, November 15th, I did say. Now I'm talking December. Uh, Procrestus...
1: Oh, sorry that I interrupted you. I'm gonna do it again. (laughs) And... I'm sorry, I just got confused. (laughs) And the big news... Because I was looking at Maddie's site, you know, and they only have the number one up right now.
0: You done? Yes. (laughs) And the big news for December is, uh, of course, Granomir, 23 inches tall, I believe, they said. uh, He's going to be, when assembled... And uh he will be available on December seventeenth. He is not part of the subscription, so you will have to get on, Maddie and order him. Now it's great that we, you know, we get advance notice on all these things, but I really wish they would stop putting these off sub items in December. Last year it was the Win Raider and this year is Granomere. Kinda high priced items. Really wish they would put those a little little bit earlier. Um get them away from Christmas there. But uh but we've all been expecting Granomir, so yay! I am so excited. I've wanted Granomir since I was a kid. So,
4: I'm actually making a note on my phone so that it uh goes off when December 17th pops up. Yeah, you I gotta, definitely have to get
0: Granomir. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. So, uh, so that's the uh,
1: upcoming- Siri, remind me on December <laughs> 17th to buy Granomir.
0: Here's your
4: reminder for December 17th, 2012, at 9 a.m. Shall I create it?
1: Yes. Oh, she did not spell Granomir correctly.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll remind you. All right, proceed with the podcast. All right. <laughs> So uh, so there's that. Also, uh, recently for iPhone and iPad, there has been released an official Masters of the Universe game, video game. Uh, Human, the most powerful game in the universe, they're calling it. And uh, it works on both of those devices and from all accounts is pretty good. I believe it is 99 cents on the iOS app store for those devices. So definitely check that out and support the brand.
1: Sorry, you were boring me. I have to go beat the trap jaw level because that's where I'm at right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they they definitely the were going for a filmation vibe with the soundtrack of this game. Yeah, I
2: purchased it the day it came out, and I have not taken the time to play it yet. I, I, I,
1: Uh-oh, he, he's, it's going to be hard to beat Trap guy, I think. He's got this big thing and it just like drops on you. Oh! Ooh, I got some gems. Oh.
0: That's not good. All right, I'll stop playing for now. (laughs) So there you go, a little preview of the audio from the game. That's what I experience, people, when I'm trying to play the game. Um, So there you go. In uh, December, also, uh, we talked in the last episode about the 30th anniversary DVD set. Uh, That includes 22 discs with 130 episodes of the original Filmation series, all 39 episodes of the Mike Young 2000X series, and 20 episodes of the uh, the best episodes from the New Adventures series in a 3D Castle Grayskull box with lots of extras. We do have an official release date for that now, which is December 18th. So another Christmas purchase. Yes, and uh, if anyone would like to purchase that for me, please feel free. And uh, I think that's uh, about it for any uh, new news since the last time we talked, Shadow.
1: Sounds good to me. Except for the comics that we're going to talk about, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so should we talk about, how about we do Trap Jaw first? Because it's the shortest one. Yeah. He lost his jaw. I kind of felt a little bad for him. What, I'm the only one with compassion for evil-ish people?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I kept it confused. Like, was he blue and then he turned green? Or was that a different person?
1: Yeah, it seems like he turned green after that, like, energy, you know, cannon thing, like, went off. I thought it was drawn weird, like, just the the panels.
4: It was kind of confusing. Yeah, like,
0: it didn't explain why his, his skin turned green. And it's just his face. Like mm-hmm. radioactive something maybe from the explosion of the cannon or I don't know. Yeah, maybe. He's got a weird chemical burn.
1: What I did like about that comic is it tied in the Evil-Lyn comic and the Randor comic. Because it explained why that why Evil-Lyn targeted that Nolar guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it also showed that like city
0: that Randor had to end up destroying. It also tied in with the Man in Arms comic and talking yep. about the uh, the different gems, and yes and yes. all that as well. So, the eyes of Grey Skull and all of these. So, uh, it does seem like these comics are kind of being all pulled together into a cohesive story. Um, eventually, it looks, it seems like it's going that way.
4: Yeah, this was kind of the issue that tied everything in together that we had read you know, before, and um, I thought the art was really nice.
1: Yeah, that it was a shit. step up, I think.
4: Yeah, I thought the art was really nice. Um, and it was an interesting story for Jaw. I thought that some of the panels were confusing. Um, you know, when he kind of, when he goes back to his little cave or whatever after he's, his jaw's been ripped off, basically. And I guess the nanites... You know, he kinda crashes into a table and these nanites like pour all over his arm and I thought that was kind of confusing. I mean, I know what what they're implying, but Yeah, but well, like where did they come from? Yeah. It, 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 it that wasn't really
0: explained, Mm-mm. I don't it, think. It it not it wasn't really explained. I mean it sort of seems like the nanites are turning him into the cyborg thing or whatever, which seems to connect back to the classics. Mm-hmm bios where there was supposed to be this techno virus thing that the horde empire has that does that that's uh you know when they've talked about the um the creatures like from the powers of grayskull line the dinosaurs with the technological parts and and uh, there was a part in uh, heroes bio as well about this virus thing that the horde created that gives uh cyborg type uh abilities to those whom it infects that's what the nanite thing reminded me of but it's not well explained in the comic if that is i mean i guess
4: that kind of makes sense because the at least the what the nanites looked like and kind of what his you know new arm kind of the the style of it kind of reminds me of what hordak (laughs) looks like in the Skeletor issue which we'll talk about later um so maybe they are trying to tie it in in that way.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was a little... I'm, I'm
4: kind of trying to pull things together in my in my mind, I guess, to try and make these things make sense.
1: I kind of found it. I get, even though it, it tied everything together, I found it the story to just kind of be boring. Like, okay, he lost his jaw, and now these bugs are eating him. <laughs>
0: hey, well, it seems I, odd, too, because it seems to imply that... Kronos was Kronos for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, much later into the story, and it, this is sort of seems to be leading up to what we're getting in the main series, where Skeletor's taken over. Um, so it does seem to push back Trapjaw's origin pretty late in the game, compared to other medias that we've had.
4: Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised about that. Like, when He-Man showed up <clears throat> in the issue, I was kind of surprised.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: Um,
4: but, yeah. I, I thought the art was nice,
3: Martin <laughs> um, um i i didn't I prefer the idea that we had in um the other comics where Skeletor was responsible because trap jaw turned against him um thought that it was he man it made he man seem like kind of a jackass <laughs> that he rips yeah. off a guy's jaw and then he just sort of walks off. <laughs> it's like well, another day's work. <laughs> killed a man He-Man you've
0: severely I've created a new super villain
1: (laughs) that's a good point I didn't think of it that way because yeah that's kind of very un-He-Man like unless it's just the way the panels were drawn He-Man doesn't realize that this went on
4: yeah that's possible yeah I kind of thought that I mean I don't know maybe He-Man's like ruthless (laughs) (laughs) he just doesn't care I don't know. <laughs>
3: Maybe he just laughed at himself and then rode away. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha And then he went home. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I was What's impressed this? that other than huh? like, very sorry, other than like the very first image in the comic, there wasn't a lot of needless blood. It was just kind of
4: implied. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that. And that cover is pretty harsh, though. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, it, I was surprised at that.
0: Was this the first? Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I can't think of another thing. And in, in all of these DC comics, now we've gotten qu- between the digital and the, the printed comics, we've gotten quite a few issues now since they started doing this. Was this not the first real look at He Man doing anything that we've we've seen glimpses of He Man flashbacks and whatever? But I, I think this is the first time we've actually seen He Man really doing much outside of that little breaking news thing in the Evil In comic, which yeah, I don't I think, really count. Yeah. This is the first time we've really seen him involved in the, the story. Really, we've seen Adam, of course, but mm-hmm. He-Man himself. This is our first sort of look at what which he's kind doing. of parallels again. I know, like people
1: had issues before with using elements that we're more familiar with in the Shira storyline and integrating it into the He-Man storyline. That kind of plays into that, where in the Shira series, you know, it's a couple episodes before we were ever introduced to Shira, we follow Adora along. Same right. kind of principle with this. We're following Adam along, really, not He-Man. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. So moving along, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a lot to say about the Trapjaw issue in general. Um, we'll go to issue three of the main miniseries, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which you can get digitally or in print trap job with digital only and called masters of the universe issue three of he-man and the masters of the universe has uh is a merman centered plot line and what i f- liked <laughs> woo, what i liked was <laughs> Tila was like sassy and funny kind of yeah. in her responses um I'm assuming she dyed her hair blonde because she doesn't know who she is. Um, (laughs) I also thought it was really funny that they had, like, Tila, like like kind of dressed like all like sexy bikini Tila or something on that boat and like adam's like looking at her and he's all like shirtless on this boat i was like what's gonna happen on this boat right here because uh uh, yeah i'm a little i'm a little like what's going on here um but you know then zor showed up and just ruined
0: everything (laughs) Well, Adam did say he was distracted at one point. He did. He did in the, <laughs> one of the panels. Yeah, He was
1: like, oh, sorry, I got distracted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do like what you were just saying with Teela's personality um, in this one. It it uh, reminded me a lot of her, how she was portrayed in the Mike Young series. And even from time to time in the filmation series, I I, I liked the banter back and forth yeah. that they had. It was pretty well written and definitely amusing in this it definitely got kind of the brother-sister banter going on Yeah, the two two people that grow up together kind of thing
4: okay i'll say something um (laughs) i was going to hear somebody else um i really liked merman with a tail he had a tail in this i thought that was actually kind of neat yeah um, uh, I mean, it fit, you know, and I thought he looked kind of badass.
1: He he was very, on like ah uh, like he definitely Merman had a better personality or, uh, how do I want to say this? Um, he wasn't as cartoony. Yes, he wasn't as
0: cartoony. He was he was he was kind of more of like a badass villain. Yeah. So wait a minute though, because I'm trying to picture this. So does he I mean he, he, does he have his legs and a tail or was he like switching yeah. back and forth or okay. Yeah. That's hard for me to picture. I can see how it could work. Though.
4: Yeah, it was kind of like a um well I don't have the comic in front of me. Um yeah, he just I mean it was it was him like Merman, but then he just had a tail. Like this huh. big like lizard kind of looking tail. It was kinda neat. Um, but yeah, I liked, I, my favorite thing about the comic was the banter back and forth between Adam and Tila, which I thought was really good. And, um, and then I liked Merman. I thought he was good. And, and I mean, Tila was badass on it. I mean, she was, I mean, yeah, Adam did some stuff, but (laughs) Tila was the one kind of taking care of business. And, um, and, uh, Merman was really powerful, you know, with, I thought they did a good job with, uh showing that and showing you know how he can command the seas and you know the, the creatures and things so i thought he was the biggest threat that they've shown so far mm-hmm. more also, so than, than trapjaw or beastman
0: also got our first look at the sorceress as well um oh yeah I forgot being about held, that. yeah being held captive by skeletor and how he's sort of uh Trying to get information and and such from her, and she's resisting, and the ways in which he's torturing her and that kind of thing, really well done. The villains have been really well portrayed in this series. Really, I'm actually really happy with the the direction they took with this story. I think it's something new and fresh, and it's it's very well written to this point.
1: Well, what I liked about that was, it, so he realizes that the sword isn't the source of the power, but that it's Castle Grayskull. Like, that I thought was a little stupid, because Skeletor's always wanted Castle Grayskull. I don't remember him, you know, ever saying, I must have He-Man's sword, except in the movie, um, the live-action movie. But what I like is, is he has Castle Grayskull, and he can't figure out how to obtain the power. Mm. Which which is why he's keeping the sorceress, you know, around and, and... force feeding her and everything <laughs> um, because he can't figure out how to channel the power so I, I think that I like that aspect mm-hmm. where he's like okay I have the castle now what do I do
3: <laughs> I love the red. Red. he was talking about force feeding her <laughs> the last line of that page was don't try and keep it down this time sorceress
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> she did look pretty rough yeah, the sources are kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of shell shocked there, and, and I, I still gonna, don't understand why her her uh, her new look has to be like, you know, she's got like this opening that goes all the way down to like her navel, I and it's know. like, come on, <laughs> right? Like, but I, I don't know, you know, whatever.
2: When they were torturing her or whatever, but no, it was like that before, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. it
1: was yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Boo. It's just every time I see it, it's just jarring, I guess. Well, I'm glad that you pointed out Merman with a tail. I did not notice the tail when I was reading it. Really? The tail was, like, the best thing about this comic. Now I know, I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, it actually does enhance his look, I think. Yeah. I also loved uh, how well-spoken he was. (laughs) was (laughs) Yeah. a classic gentlemanly
3: Merman, as opposed to, um, like, I couldn't imagine him speaking with this sort of comical goggly voice that they've always given him in the past
4: mm-hmm.
1: yes when I, I read this to Josh and I tried to do a merman voice and just for fun and what was it the first one was Kermit well, the, the first Frog was
0: Kermit the Frog <laughs> and what was the second one the second one was uh, it was if Kermit the Frog and what was it uh, trying to remember now uh, oh if Kermit the Frog and Yoda had made it that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> it was not,
1: not good I saw, yeah, I, cl- I clearly cannot do a Merman voice.
4: <laughs> oh, and now um Prince Adam, well, Adam knows he was a prince. Yes. Merman called him Prince Adam.
2: And when he said the whole thing about him being also He-Man, did he say that right in front of Tila? I, I
4: think, think she he- might have been in the water at that point. Oh, okay. Because she kind of got thrown into the water by that octopus thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't
3: sort of spell it though, Does he? He says He-Man is dead or something Yeah that's so true We we can put it together but it might be a bit confusing for them
1: Yeah because I don't think Does Adam really understand that he was He-Man He doesn't really understand that either Because I think they have re- keep referring to He-Man being dead mm. But I think it
0: goes over his head Like he's not sure what they're well, talking about I think about. he knows who He-Man was or is Yeah at all, but there was someone named that. When they say that, it's just, whatever, I don't know what you're talking about sort of thing. Mm. Very, very well done series so far.
4: Yeah, I was kind of concerned um, because the writers switched or after the first issue, and I was kind of concerned that maybe it might be kind of jarring or go downhill from here, but I've I've still been enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I think it actually improved. Even though I liked the first issue, issues two and three I thought were actually a lot stronger story wise. Yeah, especially three. This this new one I thought was the strongest out of all of them.
1: I'd agree with that as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, are we ready to move on to the origin skeleton? Yeah.
2: Dun, dun, dun. So yes, I finished it while we were talking. <laughs>
1: So this is yet another separate series available in print and digital. And it looks like.
2: Used enough already.
1: Exactly. Now this one, it seems like the actual title of the series is Masters of the Universe Origins
0: of Eternia. Right. And there is going to be one of Human on January 31st, I believe is the date. And this one
1: is number one. And it's called the origin of Skeletor. <laughs> that was not my Skeletor voice. That
0: was just a inflection. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah, no. Skeletor. I'd have that to was get the Skeletor kid. at age eighty. Yes, I'm <laughs>
1: been very old Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Hordak sitting in the in the park, you know, playing checkers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, some things I would like to ask you guys uh, about this one, because I was confused. Who is that Horde dude, that l- little baby Randor and little baby Keldor, as I call them? Because you're just so cute, do Um <laughs> They're, like, 12 years old or whatever. Yeah. Is that... Because, like, they... It's like they implied that it's not Hordak. Right. But then I'm thinking it was Hordak, like, halfway through the issue. Like, it was so b- confusing with the flashbacks and the real time and...
4: I thought it was just a minion or just something. Just
1: like a minion? Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Because what made me think it could be Hordak was when he slashed him, you know, on the arm. Uh. Like I thought that maybe like that damaged his arm and that's why he ended up having his, you know, transforming thing. But I mean this guy obviously looks nothing like Hordak um when we see Hordak later in the issue. So
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I just, I just I, had wondered your opinion. I would have hoped that
3: it was Hordak, he would have been able to deal with two kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah, that's true. It doesn't bode well for his
3: future conquest. <laughs> it can be taken down so easily.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though, maybe it was, like, part of his p- plan to, like, get to Keldor. I don't know. Um, oh, you never know. Well, I, wasn't
4: he after Randor? Didn't it sound like, like he was after Randor, not Caldor? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Hordak's crafty. Maybe that's all part of the master plan. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I, what I'm thinking, too, is I love the parallel here, right? So he, Hordax sends one of his minions, say, to come and seemingly kidnap Randor. Very reminiscent of the Secret of the Sword. Later on, he comes back like, well, I couldn't trust my minion to do this last time. I'm going to kidnap the heirs to the Eternian throne or whatever seems to me to kind of foreshadow the events that we are familiar with in secret of the sword. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like Hordak has always been trying to
1: get someone. Um, Cause one thing I, that always uh, bothered me about secret of the sword was when the sorceress is retelling the story of the kidnapping and she says, um, you know, Hordak knew that you were both destined for something special, though he did not know exactly what. He seems to forget that, you know, through the rest of the series. Because to me, like, it, Hordak should be able to put this all together. Hum, they're both meant for something special. Hum. She has this sword that's turning her. Hum. New warrior woman shows up and steals sword. Hum, Adora <laughs> is now a rebel. Hum, oh, something special. Boom. There you go. But in any case... It's nice that they're if they are trying to do that that they're kind of rooting this in history. Like Hordak's always been trying to do this. Um,
3: how maybe about? Maybe he. Go ahead. Sorry, maybe he mistook. They, um, maybe he knew that it was like brothers or something or children of the royal, f- and he stuck Keldor for Adora and Adam, and he got it too early. <laughs>
0: That would be interesting, actually. He's trying to find the heirs that are going to be destined for something. Yeah. That yeah. Was a generation too early. That's actually yeah. not a bad concept. Martin, you should get hired for this. <laughs>
1: that would... I mean, really, that would actually make a lot of sense.
0: Particularly as to why he keeps trying. If he Assuming he tries again
1: yeah, well, 20 years
0: later. So, at this point... It, and it's hard... If you
1: think about the Mike Young canon, or I guess even like the, the bios on the classic toys,
0: I guess Hordak's in Despondos, or wherever, right now? Right, and Etheria is in Despondos. Okay. According Be- to the classic's bios, if I'm remembering correctly. Because it's obvious that when Hordak gets to
1: Keldor with his umbilical cord, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that... Took me a minute. (laughs) Yeah, that Hordak's already in another dimension. Yeah. And yeah, I does anyone do any of you have any idea why Hordak looks like Sigourney Weaver is the only one that can come and destroy him?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. I'm not a fan of the uh, the new Hordak design. I actually made three notes, and and I told you this, John. When Mm -hmm. when uh, I first read the comic, that was note number three. Was that I really did not like the this new Hordak design because he looks like something out of Alien, the Alien films. Like a huge gremlin
2: to me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that could work too. I mean, he he just I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. But uh, number one for me for this, I, I actually did like the art, um, and I liked that when uh, during the flashbacks it the art was black and white with very well I mean it, there was very little color. Yeah, and it, I kind of liked that.
1: They would just show that Keldor was the blue-skinned.:
4: Right. Yeah. one, yeah. Mm. Um, I did like that. But and I said this on Twitter um, this, the, the way Keldor looks in this comic, he is nowhere near as hot as the Keldor that Tony Moore drew <laughs> in our um, <laughs> When we did our icons of evil with Emmy Creations in the Beast Man issue, Tony Moore drew that issue. And Keldor was in it. And Keldor was freaking uh-huh. hot. I mean, he was smoking. So that's my Keldor. <laughs> I, mean, I, I gave Tony a shout out. I said, man, this, this Keldor is nowhere near as hot as, as your Keldor.
1: They did make him very kind of wimpy. Like, they, they yes, tried to play it's... on the whole stereotype. Like, the smart intellectual one has no muscle. You know, like, type.
4: Yeah, he was kind of thin and emo looking.
1: Yes. Yes, you know? very emo. Yes, he yeah. looks like the
2: kid from Terminator too.
1: <laughs> well so we got terminator we got gremlins we got aliens yeah. you know.
4: um and then the second thing is randor's father is a dick
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think we might have to bleep leanne
4: well I'm just saying, i mean he's a douche you
1: know?
4: <laughs> it's like he he immediately he doesn't listen to anything randor says he you know <laughs> yeah. he doesn't care about keldor you know, it's just, I thought that was, you know.
1: Yeah, to me it was even weird, like, the the personality that King Miro has in this comic book made me even question, why did he even, why did he even keep um, Keldor around? Like, it just seems like, like, why would you even want him to be the advisor or whatever? It just seems like you're like, who gives a crap about Keldor? I don't even understand, like, why he kept him
0: around, like... Okay, I think I think I may have a, a, something that answers both of you. So I had a little, little bit different take. We'll see what okay. you guys think on this. My take with all of that, because I totally get Leanne's point uh, about him seem, seeming like a horrible human being and why keep him around. And I think the answers to both of those, I think, uh, was not so much that uh, he didn't care about Kildor or wasn't listening to Randor. I think he was moving things forward the way that they needed to, to be politically. There's sort of this undercurrent through the whole thing that the Gar... In fact, I think it says right at the beginning that the, the world has determined the, the Gar to be subhuman or something along those lines right at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the comic. Um, and I think he knew that regardless of who the smarter one was, who, who should be on the throne, et cetera, et cetera, the people were only going to listen to Randor. Because of the prejudice against the Gar, and that would translate to Keldor. Uh, so
1: kind of like a smokescreen, so that Randor's kind of just the figurehead, Keldor's really in charge.
0: Yeah, well, or, or at least the brains behind what, what they're doing, or that kind of thing. Um, that was sort of the way that I took it. Not so much that he didn't care as, he, this was what he had to do from a political standpoint.
1: Well then, if he was a good daddy-o, though, he should have pulled Keldor aside and explained this.
0: Yeah, I mean do you no, think,
4: think that's that, true. I mean yeah, in that, in that one scene where, you know, Randor's trying to tell him, No, Keldor's the one who, you know, <laughs> saved us and he you know, um, he won't listen to anything Randor says. He keeps cutting him off and saying, Oh, you're so you're this is why you need to be king and you know, it's like
0: well, that's why I took it that way, because it was almost like, yeah, he knows, he knows, but he doesn't want it to appear that way, because... Well,
1: yeah, like, he doesn't want to hear oh, it, because okay. he doesn't want to put it out there,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah, Exactly, yeah. that was the way that I was I was taking it. That
1: could work, I, I could see that, I could it see that. It of
2: reminded me of, like, Thor and Loki, that whole dynamic. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I this do know sense. what you're talking about with that, because I did watch about 30 minutes of that movie. Um... <laughs> um I agree, it's totally just like that. He even kind of looks like that guy or the guy that played him in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I found
3: the, uh, the whole scene where Moira keeps cutting everybody off to be hilarious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they walk in, he's just like, Well done, Randor. I said, Actually, Dad, it was Keldor. Yep, another job well done by Randor. <laughs> but, Dad, yep, another job
1: well done. <laughs> Well, I, of course, was very happy that they kept that Hordak turns Keldor into Skeletor. However, I definitely liked the way it was portrayed in the Mike Young show more than alien predator Hordak <laughs> changing him. Because yeah. cause in the Mike Young show, it was already established that Keldor was already, um, you know, off at Randor. And all that stuff. And then, you know, when he went to call upon Hordak, he was already with Eva Lynn. Like, because in this comic book, Keldor talks about, like, you know, how he'll never have the love of a woman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is obviously before he met <laughs> Eva Lynn. Um, <laughs> so I, kinda, I I would I would say I would have I liked a bit more of the Mike Young version to be in this comic book.
2: Mm. Can somebody remind me what the whole Gar thing is about? I've completely forgotten.
1: Well, they touched upon that in the mike young show it was like everyone that was blue skinned right well, Gar, like, was their, Gar their as well. yeah that's whenever they that was the episode where they had to had to feature the um samurai he-man and yeah. skeletor action right. figures was like, and right? the island of Ann <laughs> yeah yeah so are
2: they like half brothers supposedly or yeah just a mutation
1: they would be half brothers okay Although they they had, uh, they had talked about rumors that the, you know, in the Mike Young that Marlena was actually Gar and that she, like a spell or whatever was making her look non-blue. What? So. I don't know that, that she's going to be like. No, no, that was after the series ended and it was oh. like the creators and stuff just toxing oh, amongst God. themselves. <laughs>
2: gotcha. She's from gotcha. earthy Gar. Come on.
1: <laughs> well, remember, she wasn't going to be from Earth in Mike Young, unfortunately. Yeah. They cut that part out. You
4: know? Now, like, is, are, is Keldor, Keldor and Rander, are they supposed to be half-brothers? Or it, is Keldor more of an adoptive?
1: Well, song? it said... Um, they, have they ever it, said? It, it said in the comic that he's the bastard child of the... Uh, but that, <laughs> that applies, you're born out of wedlock, Correct. Right, yeah. and it also yeah. mentioned that he was they shared blood. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. But well, they shared blood because of the dad, though, so they would just be half brothers. Yeah, right. Mm. It's uh, it's very Game of Thrones esque. <laughs> I was
4: just thinking that, Martin.
1: <laughs> well, please explain because yeah. I've never seen the show. <laughs>
4: uh, like,
3: because they're all in honor and it's frowned upon when you have a child out of wedlock and whatever um they just deem those children to be bastard children (laughs) and uh, they have to go by a certain name and they never get any titles or they don't inherit things so it seemed a bit similar to that the way they were treated like they can never rise to the royal positions
1: and things so it's the even if they do share the blood the child that's punished not the person that produced the child
4: yeah basically yes (laughs) yeah
1: nice
2: And that one panel, I think it's on page six at the very top. I swear that King Randor looked like the Burger King guy. (laughs) Or a cross between that and Jesus. I don't know.
1: (laughs) He will save Eternia and feed you at the same time. (laughs)
2: Luck is for all. (laughs) There's that creepy smile on his face, I think.
1: You know, the last time I never eat at Burger King, but let me share this story with you. I was in the drive-thru, and I was the only one in the drive-thru. And that drive-thru, I at least swear I at least waited five minutes. Not even exaggerating. Like, why does it take so long for Burger King to cook their food? Because it's
0: all done
1: by a very old
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's because He's the, the, the Burger God King God. is making Kildor do all the cooking. <laughs> 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 Team
1: McDonald's. But Dad, I'm cooking burgers all day. Yeah, yeah small
3: burgers for
4: everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my!
4: One thing that I wish that they had done, and they they only implied it, because you know the very first page you see, Keldor has the acid or whatever all over his face.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <clears throat> but I would have liked to have seen. I mean, they imply that you know he he's betrayed randor and everything and he started these wars or this war but you don't actually see it or how it happened and i kind of would have liked to see
1: yeah that. like i was confused did he get like did he accident like did a like did a chunk of the building bl- you know blow off and like scorn his face like,
4: like yeah they didn't say it
1: didn't,
0: didn't say how it actually happened yeah it's interesting they didn't focus on that part of it was the death of type character, was that supposed to be also sort of a reference back to the classic bios where that's like the Demo Man type thing that he gets melded with or that was also a little bit I, I interlude where he's supposed to be talking with death because he's dying seemed a little bit strange as well Yeah, I thought that might be
1: just like a hallucination because he keeps going through all those flashbacks
0: Yeah,
4: I thought it was a hallucination but it was supposed to imply that he was dying because he was,
0: you know talking Very to death or, Yeah in general, I mean, it's it's an okay origin. I I think Mike Young actually did a lot better job with it, even though there were, I have some issues with how Mike Young handled Keldor's backstory um, as well. I think it was a little bit more compelling anyway. Hmm, now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: What made you hungry? Oh, Burger King? Yeah. I was going to say, because we're just talking about, like, Keldor getting his face melted off and stuff.
1: Like, like what yeah. you hungry? That's true. That should suppress thy appetite.
4: Sick man, John. Oh. Yeah.
0: Now I'm just sad. In general, though, with these comics, it's nice to see some new takes on these stories and backgrounds and, and things, whether we like everything they're doing or not. Um, it is nice to see kind of some new... Uh, New mythos added to the canon rather than rehashing. That's one thing yeah. with the, the, the classics bios, whether you like them or not, for the most part, they're just rehashing what we already had and trying to make them work together. And with these, we're actually getting something, something new to, to chew on, which I think is kind of nice.
4: Yeah. I mean, and it, it's kind of breathing new life into it. Into Yeah, and we can have these discussions about it and see maybe now when I go and read the, the Keldor issue again. Maybe I, I'll think that Mira wasn't a d- <laughs> because because of what Josh has said.
0: <laughs> I
1: no, I'll,
4: I'll, I'll look at it from that perspective and say, hey, maybe he, you know.
0: I want uh, them now to do a, uh, now that you guys had that big discussion earlier too, I want them to do a Merman quarterly variant with the tail. Yeah,
4: I am all for that. Ooh, really that I think cool. that would be really cool. That'd be awesome.
1: A like, tail
4: accessory have... or something you can like yeah. add on if you
1: want. Yeah, it'll probably be it'll probably have to be like what like maybe like a belt or something that would have a tail on it. That so I'm trying to think how would they add it to the.
0: Well, they could do. Uh, I was thinking more they could re- reuse parts, use something like the. I don't know what the tail looks like, obviously, in the thing, but we've gotten tails already for Whiplash and Rattler, so I don't know if there's parts there that they can reuse, but. Something along I those lines. I think
4: it had, I think like the tail at the end of it had like fins coming off it or something.
0: Yeah, like a couple kind of. couple fins.
4: Like I'm trying to think of how it looked.
0: But they could do something like a, a different back piece. Like, for example, Clawful uh, and uh, Buzz Off and a couple of other ones all have those plugs in the back where they, the tail or Uh, The shell and Caulfield's case or whatever plugs in there all kind of the same and interchangeable. They used that back with a merman figure and then just sculpted a tail to stick on that kind of extended downward from there with the fins and things. They could do something like that without a lot of new parts.
4: That'd be awesome.
0: And actually, depending on how he looks in the comic, they could use some of the scalier, you know, Snakeman-type parts or something, too, to give him a little bit more of a fish look rather than just the reuse of the Skeletor body, kind of like they did, you know, with the... uh, Dragon Blaster Skeletor to give him more of that scaly look. They were using some Cobra Con mm. parts and things. That worked really well. I could uh, I could definitely be uh, down with them doing something like that for a Merman refresh. Mm. Mm.
3: I'd love to see some based on just on the
0: design in general.
1: Yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, I don't bet. But I bet we... Uh, <laughs> We could get that. I like it. I thought it would have been a good I think I did I say this earlier. I thought it could have been a good comic. Like San Diego exclusive would be the the new look of He Man from the comic with like the chain mail and
0: the kind of different color blue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. It would s- I would I, I still think their exclusive this year was a mistake. So something like that next year would be a, a good move.
4: Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Can I just say something? This is sort of on topic because King Randor was in that comic, but I just realized that King Randor's uh, filmation figure um, in Maddie that comes out this month, he comes with, like, one of those gold, like, um, cups. The goblet. Yeah, the goblet to drink out of. Drunk. (laughs) I, A, did not know he was coming with this. For some reason, this has escaped me for this long. And, B, freaking awesome drunk party Randor. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely that one's going on
0: display it, it's the chalice from the palace which has the groove. that it's true
2: <laughs> awesome reference
0: I don't know how many people actually get that reference other than Katie But I don't so what is it from but uh, it was a funny wonderful wonderful movie called The Court Jester which is one of my old time favorite comedy movies mine too yep.
2: Danny Kaye is awesome
0: yeah. It is awesome, and uh, if you haven't seen it, it's an old movie, but it is hilarious. Best and, uh,
2: sword fight of all time.
0: Yes, it's an awesome movie, and uh, yeah, Chalice from the Palace, since this is the palace, Eternus Palace of King Random. I,
1: I actually want to say that I might have seen this movie. Is Does he try to
0: get with like the queen...
2: Princess. Uh, the princess. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He gets hypnotized and he keeps snapping in and out of being this this great chivalrous sort of uh, you know type character. Know, yeah. And They've hypnotized him to be, but he's really just a goofball and he keeps snapping in and out of it. Oh my God, so good. Such a great, great movie. Yes. Love it. Love it, love it. And that's <laughs> all I can think of when I, they keep talking about the goblet is that it's the chalice from the palace. <laughs>
1: That's what it is. Add it to your Netflix queue. Yes. Yes. Well, I think. Do we have anything else?
2: The filmation book.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, I feel so bad.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Katie.
2: Well, was it Andy Mangles that wrote it?
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. With With Lou.
2: It's called the Filmation Generation, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Or
2: Yeah. And well, I haven't actually gotten a copy yet, but I'm going to. But as far as I know, it's just all about filmation back in the day and what came out of it and how it, how it was different back then as opposed to animation these days. Oh.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that should be on vibrate, but that was because <laughs> I was paying playing the other music. <clears throat>
2: I was like, ooh, am I getting some background
1: music here? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually from the movie Clue. Um, oh, yes.
4: oh. <laughs> I just watched that the other week.
0: Oh. That's another great movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: So it's called Lou Scheimer Creating the Filmation Generation. It is by Andy Mangles, who uh, helped with all of the DVD documentaries on the BCI, He-Man, She-Ra, and all the filmation releases they did. I just got mine. Uh, the first, I think hundred copies were autographed. I think I was number eleven because um, I right when I saw that pre-order go up, I was like, pre-order. Um, <laughs> I haven't I have just came in this week, so I haven't had time to read it yet. but the book, I flipped through it, just the pictures, everything looks fantastic. It's basically your whole history of filmation and Louheimer. Perfection, perfection. I am sure it is fantastic. Um, and I hope everyone purchases it. A uh, great Christmas present for a He-Man and Shira fan.
2: What's the website that's selling it?
1: Uh, you can buy it directly from the publisher, which is Tomorrow's. T-W-O-M-O-R-R-O-W-S.com. And I believe they have it up on Amazon as well, but I think Amazon's already out of stock of it. So it might be better to order it directly from the publisher. Okay. Mm-hmm. But fantastic book. Hopefully we can discuss it maybe in the next episode. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks for downloading. As always, we appreciate it. You can find us at masterscast.com. Also uh, in the iTunes store, search for Masterscast, two words. And you can easily subscribe to all of the episodes. If you like us that much, why don't you friend us on Facebook? Facebook.com slash Masterscast, one word. Click that on like Twitter. button. Oh yeah, I always I'm so bad at updating the Twitter.
0: <laughs> at Masterscast on Yes,
1: we are at Masterscast on Twitter. I, t- t- Twitter has gotten not a lot of love from me. I, I tend to focus on our Facebook page. Um yeah. tisk, tisk Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I much
0: prefer Twitter over Facebook. Maybe well, see, you I'm, should give me control of Yeah, why well, don't that Twitter. would be better. I will there give you, you because control. I'm on Twitter all the time. You I,
1: are on Twitter all the time. I, yes. I love Twitter. yes. Martin likes the Twitter, too, I think more than Facebook. I think oh, I do my.
2: too, yeah, oh,
1: sorry, I'm team Facebook,
2: I'm with you, John
1: yeah it's <laughs> read. you know I usually check Twitter when someone sends me a like at reply. It's yeah. hard for me to read the like Twitter feed of like all the people um but in any case, I we're never- on all of them. Go ahead, Martin. You never got to speak to John Kusack on Facebook that's true <laughs> I' <laughs> I did get to speak with John Cusack on Twitter, so I have to give Twitter some bonus points.
2: I hope you took a screenshot and just, like, save it forever.
0: I did take a screenshot. It's somewhere on this computer.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: I, it's actually really cool. I've I've gotten a lot of replies from celebrities that I'm a fan of on Twitter before. It's really cool that they, you know, it's 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 a safe forum for them to be able to easily communicate with the fans. I think that's really cool. I think yeah. we can just all be glad that
1: MySpace is out of the picture. Are
2: you meant to So,
1: bear? there's no Master's Cast MySpace page. <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> I wondered why you hadn't replied to any of my MySpace pages for years. Ah, <laughs> oh, I,
4: <see. laughs> I see. I think I still have a MySpace page. Really?
0: I've never been, I mean, I haven't
4: been to it in years, so. I finally went ahead I and I used to have
0: one as well, time. and I think it's still probably there, but. I guess I should probably delete it.
1: Maybe. That might be a wise decision.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never go to it anymore, so... Yeah. You know.
1: Also, uh, Leanne and I are on episode number 100 of He-Man.org's Roast Google Dinner podcast. That's from PowerCon, and it was posted a, a few days ago, or earlier in the week. Yeah, earlier this week, I think. Earlier this week, so check that out. That was fun. And um, I guess, yeah, that's it. So thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow.
2: I am Katie Carty hiley also known
0: as
4: Rainbow
1: Bright. Oh, man. And now
0: they're afraid to talk.
4: <laughs> now I was like, wait, I'm going to wait for Martin this time. I'm going to do it right. Okay. Um, I'm Leanne Hanna, also known as Stratus Macca.
3: I am Josh DeLioncourt, also known as Just Linecourt. And
0: I'm Martin Penny, also known as Wacky Martin. Or Wacky Martin. <laughs> I can't do Martin's.
1: I can't do Martin's accent. I can't do it. It never comes out correctly when I try to talk like him.
3: Why am I always portrayed as Dick Van?
1: Why am I always portrayed as Dick Van Dyke?
0: I Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> That's drunk. That's jump, Dick
1: Van. I can't. I can't do Martin's accent. That actually angers me that I can't do Martin's accent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're supposed to say good journey. Oh,
2: yeah. One, two, three. Good, good
0: journey. Journey. Journey.
3: journey. <laughs> <laughs> so, do I just talk like a weird American? <laughs>
1: oh, that does sound like an American
3: accent. <laughs> pretty think. good. Yeah. That's <laughs> not bad. <laughs>
1: awesome.